Hello again, everyone, moms and dads, boys and girls. It's a new episode, number 60 of The Chatter. You're in the Chatterbox with Mark Hager. Colleen, good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome we're, back from vacation. We're, it's good to be back here. Good to be back. Hey, where's Jackie? Jackie. Oh, she's... No, sorry. Oh, yeah, she, she's gone. <laughs> she's not here today. Jackie? What am I missing? No. Tell you later. <laughs> it's uh. going to be one of those episodes, folks. Number 60, we're recording on the Feast of St. Teresa, Lisieux, October 3rd, which is a uh, Monday. Let's begin with a prayer, and uh, let's remember <laughs> the uh, horrific storm in, uh, in the Gulf and up the uh, Atlantic coast. Uh, Ian, was it? Ian, yep. yeah. yeah. And it, I think it hit uh, land at Fort Myers, and so many Dubuquers have property. Oh, yeah. summer homes or winter homes in, in Fort Myers, so I know a lot of Dubuquers have been affected personally by this. Let's, uh, let's pray limb and life and limb was uh, intact. In the name in of the, the Father, and the Son, Son and, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O oh, most gracious Virgin Mary, that, that never was it known, known that anyone who fled to thy protection, protection implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, intercession was, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, regardless of how hard we we prep and we rehearse and we, we get a script down, where who is Jackie? President Biden gave a talk, and he was at this event, and he invited Jackie to come up there. Well, she's been dead for over a month, and she was a congressperson. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, so anyhow, the thing came out, and it's, where, where's Jackie? Oh, <laughs> don't go there. It's going to become one of those other phrases, like, yeah. let's go Brandon. That, yeah. was, that was one of the benefits of uh, going on an extended holiday <laughs> here, not having <laughs> no to tune in <laughs> to to the 24-hour news yeah. cycle that was known as Brandon. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Yeah. All right. I did, I did catch the tail end of something here. <laughs> uh. I think today is the one-year anniversary of the Let's Go Brandon chant. Oh, is that right? That. Was that or at Daytona or someplace? It was at a NASCAR deal, wasn't it? Was that a race? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, my. Yeah. We got other better stuff to talk about. So what that. happened to Dubuque while we were uh, cruising? Any good stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the life chain happened well, uh, yeah. this past Sunday and stuff. Oh, so it yeah. is uh, October is the month. Month of the Holy Rosary and uh, also Pro-Life Month. So mm -hmm. yeah. lots of good things coming up here with our conferences and their conference and yeah. with their dinner. and. Yeah, they're bringing in, they, is Dubuque County Right to Life have a speaker that they bring in in October. And this woman's name is... Um, you got the poster? Evie? I got... Evie? 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 Evie, I'd say. Evie, Evie West. Evie West. Evie West. Anyway, she... What date is that? That's on a Thursday? The luncheon is on a Thursday, October 27th. Uh, Over at the club? At the Dubuque Golf and Country Club, yep. And uh, she was a former L.A. gang member and a two-time teen mother. And she was faced with the decision to abort her second child. Um, so anyway, so she's going to talk about that. Mm. So if anyone wants to attend this luncheon on Thursday. Are you October going? 20th, I'm thinking going. I am. I already RSVP'd. 
need to how much is it it's 20 bucks oh god you can afford that you get around to golf with that (laughs) (laughs) the way i play (laughs) (laughs) we'd be out there all winter (laughs) (laughs) so rsvp by calling the right to life office at 563-556-5960 and say that you want to go listen to evie I gotta say, is it my imagination? And I, I should guard my words here, but there just seems to be a lot of energy around Dubuque County Right to Life, and there always was. There always was, but it seems this year, lots of stuff going on here. And I, if I if I stroke one guy, it's going to sound like nothing's going on. But Augustine's really doing a great job over there. He's doing a great job. I think he's mm. a, uh, been there a year now. Didn't he come last October? About this time. About yeah. this time. Yeah, no, he is Because people a great aren't job. saying Augustine who. <clears throat> no, they're not. They, they, you they, just say Augustine. They know, and, they know and Augustine. They know. But a lot of good stuff going on a there. Lot, and they've got a young board of directors. Do they? I mean, they're, um, the president, Cassie Shetkin, I think she's, what, 30, 35. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Never guess a woman's age. Yeah. All right. I had her as a student, so I know <laughs> right. she's kind of young. And anyway, so they've got a lot of young people on the, the Melissa Melissa Glover just Melissa, joined. Yeah, she just is, started as the assistant there. Yeah, so yeah. they no, do have a lot of good yeah. things going. You're right, Tom. Now I wasn't at the life chain this year because uh, we were traveling, but the life chain was yesterday from uh, one to two or from two to yeah, three. Yeah, down at Bluff and mm-hmm, on yeah. Highway 20, and out 20. in. Um, in Dyersville on 136 there right. in front of Beckman. So I hope the turnout was good because I guess the weather here was great. It was. We were traveling. It was, so well, it's been beautiful. Time. Absolutely gorgeous. So Yeah. So that's that's great. And I see that they are going to take a bus out to the March for Life in Washington, D.C. this year. Jeez, I wonder so if... So that's uh, January 20 that's January. who? January. Yeah. Well, 21? the 22nd has always been the anniversary. The trip is from January 18th to the 22nd. Um so if people are interested in going on that trip, and it's it's kind of like uh, to celebrate, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, the purpose this year. So if anyone's interested in going, they can call the Right to Life office. That's uh, 563-556-5960. I tune into and subscribe to some of the pro-death organizations and their narratives just to see what's going on. It is... But ugly. Hmm. I mean, the 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 narrative, the twisting of the truth. The um, part of it is is interwoven into the political campaigns. Which what do we? Uh, how many days? What's what is it? Is it November eighth? November eighth. So no, we're thirty. Tuesday, November eighth is the election. Yeah. And um, I mean, it, it is just horrific. The uh, and they and they talk about. <coughs> abortion rights they talk about abortion rights and i keep hearkening back to the uh, the constitution and the the uh, declaration of independence where it says we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights that among them are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and i keep thinking folks you don't get it god did not endow you with a right to murder god did right. not endow you with a right to murder where where from where does this come and um, the dumbing down of the electorate it, it was said in the 17th and 18th centuries that public education was in the best interest of a democracy so that you could have an educated uh, electorate 
and uh, they've done a marvelous job over uh, 300 years of dumbing down the electorate here. They, you know, they're not not making plausible. And, well, and, and it's and it's not just limited to mostly young women on the um, on on the sidewalks and and wherever they're protesting. Go to the editorial pages of any newspaper and and read it and weep. Kamala just gave a talk uh, yesterday or the day before, and it was all about, oh, you you got to vote for us. You have to vote for us because we protect women's rights. Mm -hmm. what, what, which one is that? Oh, the right to kill. That's what right. it is, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, she was just, you know. I heard someone the other day <clears throat> say that it was such a momentous decision because it was the first time that the Supreme Court removed a group of people's rights. I, I said, no, no, they restored rights to the unborn. unborn. And actually what the decision did was simply say there is no right to abortion in the Constitution, which, no kidding, right? right, right. If there was a right to abortion, we'd have known it for the past 200 years. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting uh, to that point because no one, nowhere on, on any stage has gone to uh, section, article, chapter, nor verse and said, see there it is right yeah right yeah because it's not there because it's and not there right so a great injustice was corrected by saying the obvious that there is no right to abortion in the constitution and boy you think that you know yeah the, yeah well the, this simply shows the uh, the the power of of the demons mm -hmm. Christ was uh, spot on, as uh, he always is. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine, that. Imagine that. A liar, the father of lies, and a murderer from the beginning. He does a, a tremendous job of clouding one's um, intellect, intellect and will, mm -hmm. and um, the ability to do cognitive thinking here. That's it's just, uh, mm -hmm. just, uh, just terrific. And we need to pray for these people here that they. They, um, it, it's got to be out of love of charity, Colleen, that, mm -hmm. that these people who uh, disagree with no foundation, no basis in fact, are loved into, into heaven. Mm -hmm. Yep. God loves them. Um, he does, and the fact that they wake up every day to a new mm. day is proof of his mercy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, they'll, maybe they'll see the truth today. So, anyway, right it, to life. We need to, uh, the battle continues. But it's a great battle to be in, right? Remember Sister Lucia at Fatima? She said that the Our Lady told her that the final battle between good and evil, between God and Satan, will be over marriage and the family. And boy, you look around today and you kind of think, hmm, this kind of looks like it could be that. Yeah. I, you know, <clears> and I, I get some feedback from, um, from some of the... Uh, French listeners to the station and readers to the newsletter here. It's um, there's there are people who view themselves as Catholic that just don't uh, grasp the the uh, teaching of the faith with respect to life mm -hmm. at all of its stages, with respect to the uh, teachings on 
on marriage between one man and one woman and what the sole purpose of marriage is, Mm -hmm. which is to cooperate with God, procreating children Mm -hmm. in each and every uh, marital act. Mm -hmm. They're just not, uh, they're not there. And that was always traditionally taught as the main um, end of marriage was the procreation of, of children. And the second end of marriage was, you know, support and comfort of spouses. Um, and, and then I'm not sure when it happened that they kind of, if not equalized them, reversed them. Mm-hmm. And said, no, 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 the end of marriage is, is to, you know, it's all, all about helping one another. What was the, uh, there used to be, uh, help me remember what it was, where in divorce cases that involved adultery the um, the spurned lo- spurned lover in the uh, marriage could sue for uh, it was called alienation, alienation of, of affection. affection and the alienation of a- when's the last time you've heard anything about alienation of affection yeah. in time. a divorce <clears throat> case Long, well since no no fault since no yeah, fault divorce, divorce yeah. which was maybe early 70s yeah no i think wasn't that had the fingerprints of uh, the great republican ronald reagan did it i think i think he was right. the guy i don't think it was nixon i could be wrong well maybe it was reagan when he was governor of california Oh, there we we'll go. Have to look that there's, up. there's one for the. Uh, I'm sure yeah. some, one of our smart listeners will call us and tell us the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> what was going on there? <laughs> but yeah, there's so much going on this month with pro-life stuff. So if people do not get the Dubuque County Right to Life newsletter, um, they should call the office uh, 563-556-5960 and get on the mailing list. Well, we're doing our part with uh, Team Aquinas Street Evangelization. We had a rosary in Plantville Saturday the 1st. Yes? Yes. Saturday the 1st at St. Augustine's campus in Plantville. We had a beautiful, what a beautiful day to do that. Another great rosary opportunity coming up in your hearing. Well, we'll be finished by the time you hear this here uh, at Nativity Parish in Dubuque on the 8th of October. And then uh, we're headed back. Who'd have thought that the people in El Cater really like to play, pray the rosary? We were up there in, um, in July, August, late uh, August, first Saturday in August, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we left, they, they said, when are, when are you coming back? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That just makes me smile. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, anyway, going to... For me, going to Al-Cater on a Saturday is an all-day event. <laughs> by the time you get up there and by the time you get back. Of course, we were treated to some good Al-Cater hospitality and had one of the Roadhouse burgers. So They have some good food and restaurants up there in Al-Cater. Yeah. So uh, that downtown. is the 22, 22nd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Al-Cater. And we've got a November rally in, um, is it Galena? Where did we decide to have November? Mark, did oh. I send that to you? No. Let's be on the other one here. We'll get that coming up here. We'll get the, yeah. <clears throat> look at look in the ox. I was just going to look for the ox on the here, table Mark. here. Oh. Mark will do that. So anyway, the final battle will be over family and marriage mm-hmm. and children. Mm-hmm. Also, the priesthood is is uh, sandwiched in there. Mm-hmm. That's where we get vocations. That's the, the final battle. The uh, the weapon will be the rosary, Mark. Yep. You know, I just saw on LifeSite News that Archbishop Vigano said that the 
um, Universal Masonic Brotherhood, which, you know, if people haven't been paying attention, um, that's a lot of our world leaders, our members of Freemasonry. But he said that they fear the power of the rosary. Mm -hmm. They fear the power of the rosary. So doesn't that make you want to just pick up and pray a decade or two? It sure does. November 5th is the uh, Galena one. Thank you. Yep. thought that was it. So we've done a remarkable job this year of having a rosary <laughs> every month Every someplace. month and three in October, appropriately. For the one, month of the 2021, we had uh, most months. I don't mm -hmm. think we had all of them. We had most months. And we're... Uh, you know, we're wrapping around the winter months, getting mm -hmm. into December, January. We're going to do those somewhere, somehow. Mm -hmm. Hopefully inside, but if we got, you know, if we got to build a bonfire. Well, you know, a lot of people that come to those rosaries used to be the ones that picketed outside of Planned Parenthood. In the and winter. those folks are used to standing outside <laughs> for a good cause. So I wouldn't be surprised if they all show up. I got a, you know, some firewood, Mark. We can throw in the truck and we can start bonfires. In, in the uh, back of your truck? <laughs> Oh, on the ground, you mean. <laughs> Just trying to help you out there, Tom. You know, you bought new tires, you know, you could speed away from that fire. If it <laughs> I got to tell, we got, we, got, we got 60 seconds until we hit the break here because you're doing it here. So some years ago, a group of Bear fans wanted to go to Soldier Field and um, go to the game with whomever it was and tailgate, okay? Mm -hmm. And so they were all... all the, Loaded up. We got grills. We got charcoal. We got we got steak. We got everything. Brats. Whatever is going on here. The only place you could find a parking space in Mad Chicago was in a parking garage near McCormick McCormick Center, just south of Soldier Field. And and it's multi-level. It's all enclosed, and the ceilings are about eight feet tall. So. We, we get in there, and one of the guys says, all right, let's go, light them up. We are essentially confined inside a parking <laughs> garage, multi-level, eight, eight floors. I says, light what up? Well, you know, we can go, look, there's a garbage can over there. I says, yeah, it's a plastic garbage can, 55-gallon <laughs> drum, and you're going you're gonna to light up? What do you, will you just dump the ashes? Go over to the cooler, grab a banana, banana, and start drinking bottled water here. Yeah. We're not lighting up inside here. You made me think of that, Mark, with the uh, and at the risk of being relegated to eating a banana in segment two, we're uh, we're going to confine you to comments here on that. You're listening to the chatter on segment one of episode sixty. Colleen, Lord knows what we'll talk about oh my next. Goodness. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the chatter. You're in the chatter box. Colleen's with me. Good to see you again after a couple you, of weeks, couple three weeks. You've been AWOL, yeah. Yeah. traveling. And Mark, always good to see you. <laughs> well, I got to I got to tell you before we go on to anything else, the bellowing ox is unbelievable. I just absolutely, I mean, 24 pages of just solid teachings and you know good stuff. Wow, I got it. I thought this could compete with a national magazine. It's just that good. 
There We've got are, some great uh, people working on that. Yeah, great, great publisher Greg and his team of. Uh, I mean, it's growing. What's he got? A dozen contributing editors. Yeah, mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, all of that. So. Good, so good stuff going on here, and they're already working on the uh, next quarterly issue, which comes out, just, just so you understand, it's quarterly, which means four times a year, but they come out not on calendar quarters, but ember quarters, so September, which we just closed out, we're mm-hmm. recording on October the 3rd. September is a ember month because it ha- contains the first days of, of autumn, the most uh, beautiful season in in uh, the Midwest, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I, I, it is beautiful with the trees and everything, but you know what comes after it? Yeah. Winter. Winter. Well, what's your favorite? Oh, I think my favorite season is late spring, early summer. You know, I've often thought, if when I die, I hope I don't die in April or May. Because you're just heading into the awesome weather. Like, October would be a good time. Or November. I mean, that's the whole month of poor souls, right? And sure, then you don't have yeah, to go through sure. winter. And Does anybody else think about this stuff? Nope. Come on. Confess <coughs> it, you guys. You do, too. Nope. I just thought October was the most beautiful month ever here. But diversity on the chat. Yeah, here there we you are. go. Here there we you are. Go. We're all about diversity. Here we are. Here we are. So, if you don't mind, I'll go with uh, jump in here with. Uh, even if we do mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if we do mind. So, uh, Bishop Laurie was in the news today. Uh, the Archdiocese of Baltimore is the first archdiocese in the United States. So, Bishop Lor- Archbishop Laurie is yes. over the arch- archdiocese okay. of yep. Yep. Baltimore. Baltimore, yep. Which. Um, right had, from Maryland. They had, Maryland. Uh, yeah, Maryland. There you go. They had. Uh, in their parishes, well, 20 years ago, they had seating enough for 25,000 Catholics attending Sunday Mass. They are now down to 2,000 attending Sunday Masses in the Archdiocese. So, so they so. have enough room for 25,000 people every Sunday. Correct. But all they're getting on Sunday is 2,000 2, total. Total, total. That's so, 10%. I mean, you talk about decimation of the Catholic faith. I mean, it's not being taught. It's not being handed down. It's not being, you know, uh, what do I want to say? It's it just, I, I don't know that they really care. I, I That's that's my thought. I, I If you cared, if you cared about your customer base, okay, mm-hmm. what would you do? You'd want to educate them. You'd want to do something to bring them back in. You wouldn't want to do another study that is now called Seek the City to Come, and you're going to do another study on why people aren't coming back, but you're not doing anything to teach the people that are even there or their children or grandchildren. So you're just going to spend money on another study, kind of like on the Eucharist. Let's do another study. Let's spend three years and $25 million on a study. Well, you know who's going to talk on this subject straight away is Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy coming up in two weeks less than 10 days after we uh, air this here. His new book is You Shall Stand Firm, Preserving the Faith in the Age of Apostasy. Colleen, I've had so many people ask, what's apostasy? Oh, my goodness. Well, sure, because it's been, um, like Mark was saying earlier, the people don't know the faith. They don't even know what apostasy is. But apostasy is leaving the faith, 
right? Apostasy is going away from the truth, going away from doctrine. And we are certainly seeing that in the numbers like we see in Baltimore, 25,000 know, seats for 25,000, but only 2,000 are there. People have left the faith. So I got to encourage everybody here. The number one prayer request that most any radio station gets, Catholic radio station gets in the country is my pray for my children, pray for my brothers and sisters, pray for my dad who doesn't go to church anymore. That's apostasy, a falling away from the faith. It's the number one item here. Father Bill Casey is from the Fathers of Mercy. They are itinerant preachers. They go around. We are essentially holding a mission in Dubuque on Wednesday, October 19th at the Grand River Center. And his book is called You Shall Stand Firm, Preserving the Age Preserving the Faith in the Age of Apostasy. It's on EWTN Publication, and Father sent in a couple of uh, cases of books in here. He's going to autograph them. He's going to be available to speak, and you don't want to miss this parish mission. It's our fall fundraiser for Aquinas Communications, and boy, do we need uh, support of, of all the listeners to the station and the podcasts and the mobile app and, and the readers of the, mm-hmm. the Ox, Colleen. I can't think of a topic that um, would so broadly hit every family. Every, I don't know a single family that's not been touched by this. No. I, I don't think we could have picked a better topic that applies to everybody. Guidance from the Holy Spirit. Every family. Know? Every family. It's so sad. It's hitting all the diocese, too, Mark. You talk about Bishop Laurie out in Baltimore, Maryland. And Which is the to, first, that, yeah. that's the sea of the America, the first diocese in America. Mm-hmm. It supersedes Washington, D.C. It, it, it mm-hmm. is the first diocese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then real close to home, Bishop Hying in Madison has plans to close. So who's got the background on the plan coming out of Madison? And it's That was on. It's, it's been neither confirmed nor denied. <clears throat> well, that was is on that, the vortex this morning, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's in writing, but. Uh, it's in writing, and I'm on their website trying to find a little bit more about it, but I, I know that he issued a statement, and I'm not finding the statement simply put on their diocese. But, Mark, you said they're going to reduce their number of parishes by... By 70. Yeah. 70. 70. So they're, so, what, in the low 100s, 110, 120, and they're, and they're yeah. going to reduce them? So I'm talking to some of the priests here to, just to get a, a balance of, of input here. At least in Madison, the story goes something like this. There's, um, well, Grant County is one of the large counties in the Madison Diocese. I mean, it, geographically. If, I mean, if you take a look at it, and, and Platteville's the county seat, if you, if you draw a circle within about 25 miles of, uh, of uh, Platteville, there's something on the order of 20 or 24 parishes in that, in that radius, in that circle. I mean, that's a lot. You don't have that many priests to be able to do that. And um, so some of the young priests coming in here, uh, you know, they don't want to be the only guy out here. You know, does it make sense to have a young priest, newly ordained or recently ordained, covering three, four, or five parishes to say a Mass over there? And that means he can say a Mass, but then he's got to get in the truck, go to the next place. Or does it, does it mean the parishioners can drive 5, 10, 8, 18, 20, 25 miles to go to Mass? They drive three hours to go to a Packer game. Right. 
Does it make more sense to drive when the when the priest or priest might, maybe he's got a, a helper priest, an assistant, and they can pray mass at one central location and now offer confessions on a daily basis, not a not a weekly basis, or as uh, you know one one priest said. My homily is going to be two minutes now because immediately following, I've got to get in the truck and drive 12 miles to get the next mass over there. So mm. I don't know if that's the story in the Baltimore, Maryland diocese, which might be more urban than the Madison diocese, which certainly has a mix of urban and rural. Mm-hmm. But you got to play with the cards that you're drawn here. Mm-hmm. You've got um, every... Every, well, it, I think it's safe to say most every diocese has lost 80% of its Catholics. The apostasy is an 80% number mm-hmm. in yeah. every diocese. I think for years, um, the typical October count, another thing that happens in the month of October when they count how many people are coming to church on Sunday, I think typically around, uh, I'm not sure if it's Dubuque or the Dubuque Archdiocese, has been about 25% for a long time. 25 It's been for a long time before COVID, 25%. Maybe if you got 30, you were doing really good. But I think now it's 10. Yeah. Well, like Baltimore, that's 10%, yeah, less than exactly. 10. exactly, yeah. So I think it's happening everywhere, and yeah. COVID certainly didn't help. No. Pushed it over, but. Well, it wasn't COVID. It was the response to COVID. Well, well, exactly, okay. yeah. Granted, yeah. yes. We'll just, yeah, uh, shut, shut the know, churches the down. and you can... Smartest guys in the room decided to go along with the narrative that said we're non-essential. Whoever would say that Christ is not essential, that God is not essential, that worshiping God is not essential, but the abortion clinics can stay open, the tobacco shops can stay open, the liquor stores can stay open, those are essential, Yeah. but yep. not God. Yep. And so I think people, you know, I think it affects people. So why would they come back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not essential. Yeah. You can sit there in the pajamas and your coffee and watch it on YouTube if, mm-hmm. if you want, mm-hmm. you know, or you just flip to the football game and, you know. Say, well, I was at mass, but football game started, so flipping over here. So, so we're going to see those numbers plunging. I don't honestly, I don't think it's going to come back. Well, I, you know, I keep thinking of, you know, as we talk about these numbers and so I keep thinking. All I think in my head all the time is, we're the remnant. You know, mm-hmm. remnant. It means you know, you're the, I think a little I, piece of cloth, you know, hanging on a on a sweater. You know, mm-hmm. that's the remnant. The real you know? question here, though, I mean. I, your, your assessments are all spot on here, but are we going to, when I say we, the three of us who are all lay people, I mean, are we going to sec- accept this? You can, you can say, well, the bishops, well, the bishops, well, the deacons, well, the pre- my pastor. You can, you can go up and down the line here. But at a certain point in time, we, we got we to gotta do something here, yeah. don't we? We do, and we're not helpless. No. It is true that the bishops and the priests, you know, are going to be the ones that say we're offering mass or we're not offering mass. But then you know the three of us are never going to stop going to mass. Right. We're right, going to yeah. find mass. Yeah. And most of our listeners, I would bet, are the same way. They're going to find mass. Yeah. And, Tom, you're, do- you're doing this with, with the bellowing ox. You're educating people. You're showing them where the rosary rallies are. You're, you, know, we're, you know, we're teaching them about the Eucharist. But I and- think we gotta, we got to go... Um, do something more don't we don't don't we gotta knock on a neighbor's door or i mean you're conspicuous by your absence at mass don't we don't we gotta say hey are you coming back here do you need a ride Mm. i'll buy uh you know now that would be an initiative 
for a parish to start. Wouldn't that though? Wouldn't yeah. that be just don't 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 we no. gotta go there? Yeah. You you go out to your neighbors and say, hey, we go to mass there. You're in the parish bounds. Is there a reason you don't go to mass? I mean, there's a better than fifty fifty chance that Christ our Lord at your immediate judgment's going to look at you and say, who did you bring to mass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the lockdown here, you went, and you know you're lily white. <laughs> you're, you're looking awfully spick and span, Mark. What about the rest of the guys here? Yeah. What, what are you doing, you know, to, 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 to break through that? I mean, if you know the guy's in his pajamas waiting for the kickoff on Sunday, well, knock on his door. Come on, let's go. Yeah. I'll tailgate with you after this, or we'll go. Mm-hmm. Not that I need another donut after Mass. but uh. Well, and it's like Colleen said. Now, this would be a good initiative to bring to our priest and say, Show me the person. When do you even get what? You, yeah, Show mean, me just the give me the list. Give me the list. Yeah, give me the list. You mm-hmm. know, and we'll start knocking on doors. Yeah, make some mm-hmm. phone calls. Mm-hmm. Knock on doors. Say, knocking hey, on doors. Everybody's got at least one or two empty seats in there. Uh, well, except for you, you lost your seats. <laughs> except here. for me, my car's totaled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. But no, that's. No, that's a great point, and that yeah. is one thing. That is one thing that I do admire about the Jehovah's Witnesses. They go around and knock on doors. <laughs> That's right. the one thing that I admire about them. Yeah. Right, and they get a few doors that don't get opened, or they get some nasty looks or whatever here, and they don't have the fullness of truth. We got them. Yeah. We got the fullness of truth. We got Christ. That's right. That's right. And and we can't ask permission from the from the pastor. He's got enough. Can you imagine what it's like being a pastor? No. Let alone a bishop, nor an archbishop. Yeah. I mean, tough days. So I would think the average listener would be thinking right now, well, I don't know what to say to someone. If I knock on their door, what would I say? We're going to church. I want you to come. Not do you want to come. We're going to church. Do you want to go to 6.30, 9.30, or 11 o'clock? I mean, in Dubuque. And that was one of the things while I'm traveling here. People, and it goes mostly to this terrestrial signal. Too much has been given, much is expected. Dubuquers are so spoiled. There are a dozen churches in a city of 60,000 people or less. You get out to Key West and Piasta, over to East Dubuque and Platteville, I mean, you're, you're talking 15, 20, 20 churches. That ain't the way. I was in Oklahoma. You know, the nearest church <laughs> is in the next county. Wow. And the county's bigger than Rhode Island. <laughs> we are spoiled. We are spoiled. You know, there are all kinds of masses on Sunday, and I'm beginning to see an increase in the offering of the sacrament of penance. I am beginning to see an increase where where, um, uh, pastors in Dubuque and the surrounds are offering more than 15 minutes on Saturday afternoon or by appointment. You know, that that was... (laughs) That yeah. always got me. I, you know, <laughs> so three, much for three the guys, of the <laughs> three guys in 2018 made an appointment for yeah. for confession. That ain't yeah. never worked out real well here. Yeah, and so, if you go to confession during those times, there's usually one or two people in line, so it's not a long wait. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. yeah. And hats off to the the legion of retired priests that are mm-hmm. assisting at the beck and call of the younger priests who are the pastors to say these masses and hear these confessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the narrative goes like this. 
we're going to mass. I've noticed you haven't been there. The you know, the great heresy is over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to mass. You're going with us. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And if we get there a half hour early, we'll, they're going to pray a rosary. You know, you can put up with one of those horrible donuts. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of Mass. Oh, they're good donuts, but man, oh man. Uh, I need another donut like I need. You know, go, go to uh, one of the, uh, there's a bunch of good breakfast restaurants. There are. And right now there's a bunch of fall festivals going on, so you can always hit a fall festival. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like fried chicken at or, nine in the morning. Or you can after mass you can attend a great Italian meal at Saint oh, Columbkill. Where would that be, Mark? That would be at Saint Columbkill. Oh, that's the on the uh, eve of Saturday, October twenty second. Yep. So after mask. Is this Mama Leon? No. Her it's recipe? A, it's a <laughs> to be Deacon Mike DeMolly oh. is putting it on. So mm. but we got Has he done this before? Oh yeah, he's okay. yeah, he's quite the chef. So Italian night dinner and bar Saturday, October twenty second in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty two. Serving starts at five o'clock, so the mass is at four fifteen. Four fifteen at Saint Columbkill, which is on the um, south side of Dubuque, Saint Columbkill, up on uh, Rush Street. Yeah. Yep. yep. Serving uh, 5 to 6 p.m., presentation hall, which is downstairs, spaghetti and meatballs, olive garden salad, breadsticks, pizza too. Pizza too. Um, <clears throat> full bar. So our listeners right now can start thinking about who they're going to ask. There you and go. how many they're going to take and say, you know yeah. what, come to Mass with me and then and I'll going buy to you dinner. We, we, need that, we need that program. What's the name of the program? You know, they got Do-Ride in Dubuque. You got, you, you got, oh, yeah. yeah. Do Mass. We could do Do, do mass. mass. How's that? Do Mass? <laughs> Could be that might work. Like that, that might work. Yeah. Like that. When we were kids, what did they do? You know, they had that pledge where you sent a mouse to college. You were buying what? Send my, a mouse to college. Remember that here? I do. <laughs> I just had a flashback to second grade, Sister Joan Marie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> send a sinner to mass. That probably won't go over yeah. well. I like just do mass. Uh, do mass and pizza. I think we uh, went yeah. right by the Italian dinner here, Colleen. We're past our uh, break for segment. Yeah. Uh, segment three episode 60 this is the chatter we're going to take a break and be right back we're back in the studios of the chatter here uh we uh i made reservations colleen during the uh we both. During the break for the Italian night. We I didn't did. realize we needed to buy tickets. I was just going to buy tickets at the door, Mark. You know, I was yeah. too, so I'm glad you said that because now we've both got our tickets bought and there's limited number, right? So right, yeah. So how, how, how do people get a hold of tickets here going on because we left Actually, that out of the break? Call the parish office and ask for tickets. Or Give they us can, a number, will you? Uh, 583-9117. 583-9117. That's the parish office. Ask for Guido. Carrie. Carrie? Carrie. Carrie Guido. Italian nights, Saturday, October 27th. This is a treat if you haven't had some of the Italian stuff over at St. Colin. How do the uh, Irish parish get the Italian nights going on? That's <laughs> I don't I know. They, they did have Irish St. Patrick's Day, too. Yeah. Yep. Dinner. That yep. was good. That was a good, that was a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Okay. Anybody catch the uh, plethora of uh, feast days regarding angels lately here? I a see lot of uh, them. 
I, I, I got to c- confess I wasn't too excited about the uh, cramming of the three archangels into one day. I, I, I know. You know. I like when Gabriel and Raphael have their own day. But that was, uh, was it the end of September or the 1st of October? September 29th. So the end of September, uh, Gabriel had his own, Michael had his own, and then the guardian angels are all together on October 2nd, mm-hmm. I think. Yesterday. Yesterday. Which was a Sunday. Which was a Sunday. Right. So then and they, they got bumped, uh, them out. bumped out here. You know, angels kind of, I don't, I don't want to say leave a bad taste in our mouths, but I think the new age stuff so overtook the whole angel thing that right. a lot of Catholics are like, ooh, angels, I better not talk about them because they're kind of they're kind of new agey and I don't want to get sucked into the wrong stuff and belief on angels. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe just speaking for myself. But, you know, the, there's great teaching, uh, a Catholic teaching on the angels. All and over the Bible. All over the Bible. Um, and, well, we all were taught that angel of God prayer as yeah. kids. All of us. And then, Tom, you've got a whole other verse that people didn't even know existed. Yeah, yeah I found that. And I, I, Mark, and I I got, Mark and I got a story on that because we found it five or seven years ago, and I misplaced it, knew we had it. And uh, then we found it last year. We printed it in the Bellowing Ox uh, twice now, that second verse, and I don't have it committed to uh, memory like I do, but uh, yeah. it, it is in there. Yeah, so so the um, our guardian angels they are they are awesome. I've got this little book here from Tan Publishing about the guardian angels, and um, it says that the uh, holy guardian angels perform um, many things on our behalf, but they they list seven things that our guardian angels do. The first thing is they preserve us from many unknown dangers to soul and body. Sometimes that's where you hear all those stories about angels appearing, mm-hmm. you know, with a tow truck at the right time or things like that. Do you guys have Deacon any? Bill. Deacon, Deacon Bill. Deacon Bill. He's got a story about getting in yeah. to see his son after yeah. his son passed away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I have um, the problem I had young in life being we were free-range children. <laughs> yeah. So we, Pecking their meals off the ground. Yeah. We this were human. free-range guys, mm-hmm. so we were we were all over here. Uh, and at the time, when you're a child, a kid, a guy uh, in grade school, high school, you don't you don't think much about it. When you begin reviewing your life and taking a look at what really happened, how how gra- I, I give you an example here. Um, back in the '70s, you could hitchhike. I mean, I got mm-hmm. I got around town. Because I didn't have a car, mm-hmm. and when you live downtown on the flats, everything you want to do is up on the hill. So <laughs> I'm hitchhiking. I was going to Dalzell Field for a football game about this time of the year. I got a I got a uh, uh, ride up the hill, and you know they we just stopped at the top of the hill, which is the intersection of Clark Drive and and West Locust, and uh, all clear. I I go to get out of uh, out of the car I'm on the passenger side and I open the door and the guy behind us decides he's going to pass on the right oh, no. takes the door off <gasps> and rips the door out of my hand and the poor driver said what's going on with that guy you know anyway and uh, 
I mean, it was it was so he was he was moving. He wasn't going at two yeah. miles an hour. He was going fast enough to rip the door off the hinge and out of my hands. Now you were still in the car. You had just opened the door. Well, the right leg and the right arm were were out, and I, you know, and, and I'm just a kid, you know, high school kid. I don't think. Hey, man, sorry about your car door, and <laughs> and so. I got out, and of course, there's cops all over because it's a football <laughs> game at Dallas yeah. L Field. Yeah. So they see it, and they're going to get it over. So I, I hop, skip, jump. I, I get on the curb. I'm into the parking lot, and I, I get to the, uh, to the gate and the concession stand, and it hits me. Because now all of a sudden, my hand is it's not bloodied and it's not scraped or whatever, but it, it had enough trauma in it to realize that the door was just ripped out of my hand. <laughs> And and it it hit me what ten minutes later. I'm not saying I was in shock, but oh yeah, I was dumb as a box of rocks. But without that guardian angel, who uh, oh no, you know, split seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm exactly. not saying he pushed me back in the car, but he made it yeah. terminally Termin- difficult to get out of the car. Because had I been another twelve inches into uh, the yeah. the middle of that back seat yeah. car door, I'd have been. Um, yeah. I'd had somebody's license plates tattooed yeah. on my. Wow. Beer. but that's one of oh. maybe a dozen items. Call them dumb items uh, in my my life. Uh, that I figure I got a really big guardian angel because I've yeah. done a lot of big yeah. stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got one my one of my earlier memories of of being you know as as you you recollect about what happened you know after you get a little smarter you know so we were about 10 years old 12 years old somewhere in there and we had this rock quarry that we'd go down to and uh so anyhow my buddy and i were down there one day and he said hey they pull in a car it's down in the rock quarry down there it's all beat up you know whatever somebody left their trash there right so he said let's grab these rocks and throw them down onto the top of that car you know, mm-hmm. so I'm standing there with this with this big rock now over my head, and I'm leaning over, and I let this thing go, and I feel myself falling forward, and I'm thinking, "This what? is it, <laughs> this is it," and just like that, I just came back, and like, I'm going like, <laughs> like your guardian angel pulled. Oh you back. boy, yeah. wow! This it isn't is, your time, yeah, Mr. Exactly. Hager. This That's, isn't your time. Oh my! And that wow. was. When I start thinking back about all the times that I really did stupid things and how many close calls I've had, I truly, you know, prayed to my guardian angel every day, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff, just because, and thanking them for mm-hmm. it because that, that would have been not good. That would have been a bad one, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think we've all been, a lot of us have been like that, you know. We you know, grow up doing stupid things, and, and yours is, you know, yours wasn't your fault mine was my fault you know mine was just being stupid you know but you know at that age and whatever but boy i tell you what i've had a lot of close calls and i thank thank the good lord for those guardian i can't remember the number of close calls i've had here's one for you do do you name your guardian angel well you know there's some controversy over that i I think there's a lot of controversy i heard that you should never ask for the name of your angel and then i heard other people say well i know the name of my angel so yeah so what do you get St. Bernard. That's no. your angel's name? Yeah. That's, yeah. Bernard? Yeah, Bernard. Yeah. So I um, 
I've, I'm with you, Colleen. I've, I've heard a lot of people, oh, we should name your angel. But um, then, and I think Mother Angelica has a segment on this here, and I think Aquinas might, might uh, prove that here. But naming your angel, who is a being much superior to you, think about this here. This is the, in the hierarchy of created sp spirits. We be nothing, and, and angels, even though guardian angels are of the order of angels, uh, the choir, the choir of angels, they're much superior to to us. So you're saying it would be like your dog giving you your name? Well, yes, but also think of it this way here: that in Genesis, when when uh, uh, Adam is priest, prophet, and king, and he, uh, the Lord gives Adam, and he calls the animals, he names the animals. Mm -hmm. That is an exercise in dominion. Dominion is lordship. And naming your angel is essentially exercising dominion and lordship. And it is an inverse relationship. It is an improper relationship. The angel is superior to you. Your guardian angel is superior to you in all ways. He does not obey you. You're supposed to be to light, to guard, to rule, and guide. That's his role is to light, to guard, to rule, and guide. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in there that says do what the little bumblebee does here. Now, I have heard some people say that as opposed to naming their angel, they have asked God, what is the name of my angel? Now that's an interesting spin on it. Where where do you what do you get on that? So, any 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 results? So so before I knew I shouldn't do that, I did pray to God. I said, God, would you let me know my guardian angel's name? And he I said, just, and the name that came to me was Michael. Now I don't think it's the big Michael, right? There's probably lots of Michael, but but I asked God, would you tell me my angel's name? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it is Michael or not. See, and that's kind of how I came, because I used to pray to my guardian angel, but it was like, you know, I'm going like, I'd like to get to know you. Mm. And it was like, who was your guardian when here on earth? And it was my dad, whose name was Bernard. Oh. And it was kind of like, there you go. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of, he kind of, the same thing, kind of revealed to me, if you, if you want to pray in, to your guardian angel, mm -hmm. then yeah, although I will say, I when I pray the guardian angel prayer, I pray, angel of God, my guardian dear. To right. me. I don't say, hey, Michael. No, I don't either. Right? Yeah, so exactly. I don't call my guardian angel no. by that name. Yeah. So, but I guess, I don't know. It's not a big well, deal. Well, regardless of how you do it, and, and I'm in the camp that says we ought not to name him and just be humble enough to say angel, I don't think any of us are talking to angel here enough look at what padre pio did who saw his guardian angel from the outset i mean younger than five years old in fact he didn't realize that nobody else could see their guardian angel <laughs> you know the story of that. you're right i don't know it refreshed my memory so there was a boy lost in petrolachina is that where his hometown was and there was a young boy lost and the whole village kept began looking and looking and looking and they came to young Padre Pio and and said have you seen Fred I'll say and no I haven't seen him he said well he's lost have you come on come help us do it and he says well why don't you ask his guardian angel he's sitting right over there 
He said, what do you mean? He says, well, Fred's guardian angel is right over there. Can't you see him? So he could see other people's guardian <laughs> angels, not just his own. Yeah. So, oh, my goodness. So he says, Fred, uh, the gar- to the guardian angel, where, where, where's, where's Fred at? And he says, oh, he's over on the hay bale over there. And he says, yeah, go over and look on the hay bale. So they find this young boy. And then, of course, the, the, the aftermath conversation, the meeting after the meeting happens, and he goes, well, you mean you can't see your guardian angels? They're all over here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've never heard that story. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> So I think uh, we think of these, and, and this is why this is so important, I think, in these days and the time, the time of apostasy. The, uh, from all eternity, these angels were created, not when we were born, but at the beginning of time, and they accepted because they were presented with the mission that says, sometime in the late 20th century, there's going to be a little girl, Colleen, born, and it will be your job to take care of her do you accept and that angel said yes i do and he waited then from the beginning of time until you were born in 18 uh 1959 all of the attributes of a can, uh, and and so too with all of us. And I have heard that the more you pray to your guardian angel, the more you ask your guardian angel for help, the stronger they get. They do, they do. So can you just imagine, picture in your imagination, someone that never talks to their guardian angel, their angel would just look so sad and weak and helpless. Because yeah. he had nothing to do. You ain't asking him to do anything. Right? So we should all be, before our feet hit the floor in the morning, we should all recite our angel of God prayer. So contemporaneously with this statement that you're doing, because the angel feast days have been in the mm-hmm. last 10 or 14 days mm-hmm. as we're going through this here, I'm, I'm drawn for some whatever reason to a mystic, Luisa Picaretta. Do you know the name? I do. And she talks about the kingdom of God a lot, mm-hmm. which is one of the petitions in the Our Father. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So while I'm discovering Luisa's many talks and writings on thy kingdom come and and the holy and blessed especially guardian angels i'm thinking because you're exactly right guardian angels are most effective and grow in their prowess when we ask them to help Mm -hmm. us to light Mm -hmm. to guard to rule to Mm -hmm. guide and i'm thinking and it's one of the petitions philip says to the lord lord teach us to pray and he says the our father hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as... So for 2,000 years, we have petitioned the Father that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's already being done in heaven. It's, that's what it's saying. But we've been praying it happens here. So I'm thinking, why are these two things coming into my brain simultaneously? So I'm thinking, I'm going to pray to my angel... What does the Lord want me to do with respect to his kingdom coming and his will be done right here on earth? What does he want me to do? Because 
I ain't very smart, Mark. I know that surprises you, but I ain't very smart. Yeah, well, I'm the box of rocks in the room. I can't figure out what thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, what the Father wants to do. But he gave me an angel. So in the last week or 10 days, Colleen, I'm going for it. What do you got? Well, you were talking there, and it reminds, it just... I recognize this other thing in this book. It said the other thing guardian angels do is they inspire us with holy thoughts and prompt us to deeds of virtue in God's service. And that's just what you're talking about. So you can ask your guardian angel, what does God want me to do? And so rather than trying to be Gnostic and figure out what his name is, all right, let's forget what his name is just call him angel and say all right what do you want what does god the father want me to do today Mm -hmm. what does he want me to do this hour Mm -hmm. and guardian angels like to be busy they're like border collies (laughs) they like to have a job to do so let's keep them busy keep them busy i got a feeling your angel and my angel are two of the busiest border collies known (laughs) mark we just talked ourselves out of uh whatever we're doing here do you believe it Uh, colleen segment three number 60 done Well, there we are. Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did, folks. Uh, This is the 60th episode of The Chatter. It's Monday, October 3rd. Don't forget, get your tickets for Father William Casey's You Shall Stand Firm. Buy some Italian dinner. And bring people to Mass with you. And bring people to Excellent stuff. And and get that guardian angel border collie working for you here. So, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tune in again on FM 98.3 KCRD and the brand new version 2 mobile app in all of the stores. Get to KCRD. And we'll see you next week. We love you. God bless.